to Midwestern American. My name is TJ, and today is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020. Now, we're all very aware of the coronavirus outbreak, the pandemic that's going on across the world. Uh, the United States right now is is truly trying to figure out how the, to deal with this the best way possible. Nobody has an answer. Uh, it's It's literally just a bunch of people throwing in their ideas and and uh, everybody just making their guesses. One thing that is for sure is you need toilet paper during this time. Stores are sold out of toilet paper everywhere. I guess I still to this point don't understand what toilet paper has to do with this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Um, but I, I guess... People will be clean. We'll just put it that way. Uh, nobody really knows what's going on. You've got the CDC saying things. You've got the World Health Organization saying stuff. You've got President Trump saying stuff. Yeah, everybody is throwing in their ideas, but nobody really knows where this thing is going to go. Um, one thing we do know is that cases are going to continue to rise, especially as uh, testing kits become more available. More people are being tested. So the cases are going to continue to go up. Uh, right now, uh, as, as of today, total cases in the U.S., 54,453, total deaths, 737. So, it, and it's going to get worse. This is, this is not the peak yet. It's going to continue to get worse. Uh, but the one, the, the, the problem here is that we all want to be safe. We all have kind of self-quarantined, unless you're in certain places. I think California and New York uh, have put some restrictions on, on, on quarantining. But across the country, most people are just self-quarantining because it's the safe thing to do. And I, I know that there was a case I just read. I don't want to misspeak on this, but I know there was a case here recently that just came out that, that a, a younger person has died from this. So when it was uh, originally mentioned, uh, they said that this is really only affecting the elderly, uh, 60, 70, 80 years old, or people with underlying health conditions. Clearly, it is, it is doing more than that. So this just goes to show that we really don't know what the hell is going on with this thing. It's, it, it, maybe, it's, maybe it's changing. Who knows? Uh, but uh, on a positive note... Trump yesterday in a in a virtual town hall with Fox News says that he's hoping to have the country raring and open to go by uh, April 12th or by Easter. Um, obviously, this has caused a lot of backlash and criticism uh, from people who, who think that that's just far too soon. But I, I get where he's coming from. We can't we, we can't just shut the U.S. down. It just it, it just can't happen. Uh, we have the the largest economy on this planet and a lot of these other countries are looking to us uh you know to to make decisions and and really keep the economy going and and we need to get people back to work we need to get uh uh it, you know people employed again there are far too many people losing jobs right now there are far too many business owners that are are shutting their doors because you know you look at restaurants you look at bars you look at a lot of these the, the airline industry uh, the cruise industry, all of these industries, they're, they're, they're struggling because nobody is flying. Nobody is taking a cruise right now. People can't be in restaurants. Uh, people can't be in bars. Anywhere that's over 10 people, you can't, you, you can't go in. So, and I think a, a, at least here where I'm at, uh, if you go to a restaurant to eat, it, it's 
carry out, drive through, or delivery. You can't go inside and sit down and have a meal uh, because there it, it's just too many people in in one area, and, and everybody's just nervous. Everybody's scared of everything right now. I saw a video of a guy who went through a drive through and got a coffee, and he's they tried to hand him the coffee, and he makes them set it down right there in the window before he touches it, and he starts spraying it down with like an antibacterial or something. I, I don't know, but he, he he's like Lysoling his coffee before he picks it up. So it, people are, are freaking out. I, I guess the way I would look at it is if you're that nervous about it that you're going to Lysol your coffee before you pick it up, you probably shouldn't be going through a drive-thru to begin with. Maybe just make your own coffee. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy right now. People are all over the place. I don't want to focus too much on coronavirus because that is literally what everybody in the world is talking about. And I know if you turn on the news, if you turn on the TV, if you turn on the radio, that is all you're hearing about. So I'd like to find some other things to talk about. I just, I know that this is the most important thing in everybody's lives right now. Um, and so I, I can't escape it. I can't get away from it. So there'll be a few updates that I'll have on kind of where we're at, where we're headed, what people believe is going to happen or what they believe should happen. Um, and I have something that's a, a little, a little comical about, uh, about COVID-19 brought to us by the wonderful state of New York. Uh, so we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, we're also going to talk about the stimulus package. Uh, that Senate has finally come to an agreement on uh, after many, many days. Uh, this should have been done days ago. Everybody knows this, uh, but it, the, the Senate could not come to an agreement on what the package should be. So days later, they finally get it together, and now there's another hiccup with with this stimulus package. Uh, so that is going to cause this to uh, take a little bit longer um, to get done. Uh, the uh, stock market obviously was on its second day of, of gains. Yesterday, March 24th, we saw the largest gain, I think, since maybe in history. Uh, but the, the Dow was up almost 2,000 points. And then today... It was kind of following that trend as well. I think they were. It was really riding the um, the the fact that the stimulus package was passed, and it was riding that trend. The problem is that uh, comes to find come to find out there is a there's a thing in the package that Republicans came across, and it needs to be changed. And they say they won't vote for it unless it gets changed. Let's just go ahead and talk about that real quick. Uh, so this says this is from uh, this is from Fox News. Three Republican senators are warning that they will oppose the two trillion dollar coronavirus response package unless a massive drafting error in the legisl in legislation that they say will create an incentive for employers to lay off employees is fixed. Uh, so the problem here is that the, what it says in the legislation is that the current version of the legislation could pay workers more in unemployment benefits than they are currently making by sticking a $600 per week payment on top of ordinary benefits that are calculated as a percentage of income. This could disrupt the labor market further, the lawmakers warn. So this is, this is almost like telling people that not to go to work. They're going to pay you more than you were making when you were working 
to sit at home. And that is that is just not what we want in this bill. Um, the three Republican senators that uh, that brought this up is Tim Scott from South Carolina, Ben Sass from Nebraska, and Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. So these three senators are saying, unless that gets fixed, we're not passing this. Obviously, the stock market reacts to those kind of things. And while it was still a positive gain today, once they realized that there was an issue and, and things were going to have to get corrected, it started to, to drop again. Um, that could also affect futures going into tomorrow. It just the, the issue here, something as simple as this, that there is a drafting error, you would think like any other business in this country would correct the error and move forward. But we understand how our, our Congress people and our, our Senate, how they work. They are slow. So who knows how long this is going to take before they get it corrected and, and how much back and forth partisan BS they're going to go through before they can finally get this right and then move forward with it. Now, it could end up being a situation where Democrats say that's the way we wrote it because that's the way we want it. And then we're hope opening a whole can of worms and this is this is going to go on forever. So we'll see we'll see if this can get corrected right away and move forward. But we know that some some Senate Republicans are not going to go for this. So. Uh, but like I said earlier, COVID-19, still a big threat, still, you know, moving across our country at, at, at an alarming pace. Um, that's going to continue. It is going to continue to get higher. People need to, to understand that. Um, yes, it, it is a scary thing, but we can't change our entire lives and expect this thing to go away. There has to be a plan at the end. Uh, right now, it's just everybody quarantine. And that's it. There's no plan. This thing isn't just going to go away. So there has to be some sort of plan in the end. Um, and the only thing we've heard about up to this point is that Trump yesterday in this virtual town hall is saying that he wants to get everything running again by Easter. So obviously there's going to be people upset about that. A lot of people think that we need to quarantine ourselves for months. That, that just can't happen, people. It just it, it can't. This is the United States of America. Our economy is far too important to just shut this place down for months. So you, you can't do that. You've got to find other ways uh, to get people back to work, uh, to get these businesses back open again. And in, in Trump's statement, he's saying, look, we're still going to do the social distancing thing. We're still probably going to have to limit how many people are in spaces at a time. Uh, you know, you still got to be washing your hands all the time, which you should be doing anyway. But we still have to follow these procedures. This isn't like by Easter, everything is going to go back to normal and we don't have anything to worry about. That's not what he's saying. So th there's still a lot of things in place that we're going to have to follow and we're going to have to be smart. It's still best to stay in your house as much as possible, but we cannot close this place down. We just can't do it. We need to get back to normal as, as any kind of resemblance of normal as possible um, that's, that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward in, in our, our economy is just, ha it's just taking a massive, massive hit. Uh, it's good to see the Dow moving forward again, these last couple days on, on the positivity of, of reopening the economy and, uh, and getting the stimulus bill passed. So that is a positive. Um, but the funny thing about this, uh, it, not that there's anything funny about COVID-19, I, I don't want to say that, but the New York City health department put out a uh what is it just like a newsletter um 
anyway, it's titled Sex and Coronavirus Disease 2019. All New Yorkers should stay home and minimize contact with others to reduce the spread of COVID-19. But can you have sex? Here are some tips for how to enjoy sex and to avoid spreading COVID-19. This is not a joke. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is literally what New York put out to their people to read regarding sex and the coronavirus. I, I understand the, you know, the preemptive warnings here and making sure that people have answers to these questions because a lot of people don't know. They have no idea you know, about transmission. And we, we know, obviously, if people are sneezing or, or coughing near us and you know, that saliva and, and, and those kind of things can pass it on. But that's, that's kind of where it is. Like I said at the beginning, nobody really, really knows what COVID-19 is all about or if, if it's mutating or, or how it affects us and what we should do. We really don't know. But don't worry. The people in New York are making sure that you understand how COVID-19 and sex relates to you. And some of this stuff is, it's, it's pretty funny when you know that, uh, 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 I'm assuming this is the, yeah, it's the New York City Health Department. So can you imagine for a moment that the people in the New York City Health Department are sitting there writing this thing up, um, talking about sex and, and COVID-19? I, I know it sounds pretty like basic stuff, but wait until I start reading some of this. Um, let's see. One of the thing, one of the bullet points here is have sex with people close to you. I guess opposed to having sex with people that are not close to you. Uh, the first bullet point here, you are your safest sex partner. Okay. The next bullet point says the next safest partner is someone you live with. Having close contact, including sex, with only a small circle of people helps prevent spreading COVID-19. <laughs> so you can, as, as long as you're having sex with just a small circle of people, then you're fine. You know, not a large circle. As long as it's just a, you know, a nice small gathering of people, then you're, you're totally good. Um, you should avoid close contact, including sex, with anyone outside your household. What? I, I, I guess maybe they're saying, okay, if you're dating somebody and, and you don't live together, um, you know, be cautious because they could be bringing it in or you, you, you may have it in and, and give it to them or whatever. But then it go on, goes on to say, if you do have sex with others, have as few partners as possible. <laughs> this is fantastic stuff. I love this simply because it's written by the New York City Health Department. Um, if you usually meet your sex partners online or make a living by having sex, Consider taking a break from in-person dates. Video dates, sexting, or chat rooms may be options for you. So, the New York City Health Department is making sure that you're uh, video dating and sexting. So, that's fantastic. Uh, so, the bullet point number three is take care during sex. Uh, kissing can easily pass COVID-19. So, avoid kissing anyone who is not part of your small circle of close contact. So, don't go around kissing everybody. Um, the next few bullet points I'm not even going to talk about because it, it actually gets pretty disgusting. Some of the things that they're talking about, it's pretty crazy. 
that the health department is putting this in this pamphlet or this this notice to people some of the stuff in here is just is just downright now you you can go find it and you can read it for yourself um but uh yeah skip sex if you or your partner is not feeling well um uh, avoid sex and especially kissing um yeah it's it's basic stuff here but the, f- the funny part about it is just, you know, the New York City Health Department making sure that you're only having sex with a small circle of people. Um, and if you do have sex with others, have as few partners as possible. Love it. Love it. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, but at least there's, a, is, there's something we can smile about during this time. There's just far too much negativity going on right now. There's too much politicizing of this. Um, for, ex- for example, when Trump... Trump loves to piss off the left, right? Trump, President Trump loves to say things that are going to make Democrats upset, that's going to make the mainstream media upset. He thrives on it. But one thing that he has said recently that a lot of people have just gone bonkers over is when he calls the coronavirus the Chinese virus, right? So you get, you get the media freaking out about this, calling him a xenophobe, calling him a racist, Okay, people, regardless of what side you're on, okay, regardless if you're on the left or the right, just think about this for a moment. President Trump is not saying this to be racist. It's very clear why he calls it the Chinese virus. Number one, it started in China. Okay, that is its origin, just like any other virus uh, that that has spread in in. You know, over so many years, we typically name it after the geographical area that it came from. And in this case, it came from China. So calling it the Chinese virus is pretty damn accurate. Now, they're going to look at it and say, President Trump said it, so it has to be negative some way. And I get their their frustration. I get that, you know, there's things that President Trump has said in the past that they view a certain way. So they don't like it when he says this stuff. But to immediately jump to the Chinese saying the Chinese virus is racist. Come on. Come on, people. You know better than that. That is not what he's saying. On top of the fact that it, it started in China and has spread literally across our planet. Right. Is infected. Everybody everywhere across this planet, in every single country, people are being infected by this. On top of that, the Chinese government, the communist Chinese government, is is coming out and saying that Americans brought it to China. Okay, so clearly this is propaganda. Clearly this is just BS from the Chinese government because the Chinese government tried to cover this up. They knew about this back in December. They knew what was going on. They, they silenced people, anybody in the media or doctors or anybody who, who would have wanted to talk about this. They, they silenced them. They would not let this get out. They wouldn't let the World Health Organization have anything to do with it. If the U.S. would have known about it, we could have possibly sent somebody over there to help out with it. A recent study that came out, and I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I, I don't know exactly who it was that put the study. I, I believe it might have been John Hopkins, but I'm, I, don't quote me on that. But a recent study that came out said that if the Chinese government would have asked for help right away, and we would have known what was going on, we could have stopped it. It would have stopped 95% of the spread. 95%. Right. That's back in December. 
And that was, I think that's like mid-December. As it went on, every week that went on, that goes down. So it starts at 95% could have been stopped. Then it goes down to 60-something percent um, and so on and so forth. But the communist Chinese government was trying to hide this. They did try to contain it. They didn't want it to spread, but they tried to contain it. They didn't do that. It got out, and now they're trying to blame the United States for it. This is, this is ridiculous. And then you see a lot of the media carrying the water for the Chinese, making it sound like they did nothing wrong, and President Trump is the enemy because he calls it the Chinese virus. This is, this is just, it, it, it's absolutely insane. We have got to get past all of this partisan BS right now. This is not a time for, for you know, left and right and different ideals. And we can, we can point fingers and we can do all of that after we figure this out. But right now, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It doesn't matter if you're religious or you're not. COVID-19 does not care. So we're all at risk for this. And we all need to figure out a way to get this corrected, to get this fixed, to get our economy back on track, to get people back to work, and to try to kill this virus any means necessary. So let's, let's stop pointing blame at, at everybody because we don't have the same ideals. That is irrelevant at this point in time. Okay, So... Uh, Moving on from that, that that's going to get me frustrated talking about that. It just I don't like the partisan garbage right now, and and this this actually plays into this stimulus bill, right? So the 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 stimulus package that should have been done days ago, uh, it was a bipartisan bill. Now it is true that Republicans initially wrote the bill, but they were working with Democrats on this bill to try to get it passed. And they almost had it done. They literally almost had it done. And in fact, on March 22nd, it sounded like it was going to be finished up within the next day, right? So here's Chuck Schumer, who is the uh, majority leader in the House, Chuck Schumer of the Democrats, talking about how positive he was about getting this bill passed. Where do the talks stand right now on this new huge economic stimulus package? Well, I've had two good meetings this afternoon with Secretary Mnuchin. Uh, they've lasted about an hour and 15 minutes total. Uh, we, went, we went over a lot of details on a lot of the issues that we hope will be in the package. And I'm very optimistic that we can get something done. Uh, we're not there yet, but we're working all night and uh, we're making very, very good progress. So what happened? Why, why is it that Republicans were positive about it? Chuck Schumer, majority leader of the Democrats in the House, is positive about it. What happened? The only thing that we are aware of that happened is Nancy Pelosi came back from her vacation. She flies in. She gets there and says, we're not doing this. Okay, so... <laughs> Nancy Pelosi literally stopped the whole thing. She basically picked it up and ripped it up, just like the uh, 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 the State of the Union address. Okay, so she she's she didn't want anything to do with this, so she says, "No, we're not doing that. We're gonna we're gonna change this up." 
the problem there becomes now it, it is bipartisan or it, it, I'm sorry, it's, it's partisan. It's not bipartisan anymore. It is becoming a partisan bill. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats started adding on all sorts of garbage to this bill that had nothing to do with the coronavirus. Absolutely nothing to do with it. They wanted credits for solar panels. What, what, seriously, what does that have to do with getting money back into our economy, getting money into people's pockets that have lost their jobs that need to figure out a way to pay their rent or put food on the table for their kids? But they're more worried about credits for solar panels or emissions from airlines. And they, it, was, it was essentially their way of trying to get you know, part of the Green New Deal into this disaster, right? There was, there's a line in, in, in Ted Cruz. I'm going to play a clip from Ted Cruz here in a second. He, he says it as well. Rahm Emanuel from, from the Obama days made a comment about never let a good disaster go to waste. What they mean by that is when they see there's a disaster and they know they've got to push through some kind of relief bill and a ton of money is going to come out of the government, that's when the partisan politics begin because they're trying to put things into this bill that benefit them for the future, not for the time being, but something that can benefit them in the future. And Ted Cruz, who, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of Ted Cruz or that I dislike the guy. I think, I think he's fine. But he is being 100% real in these clips when he's talking about what is going on with our country, the things we got going on, and not being able to get this bill passed right away because of the garbage that was being put into it. Uh, here's Ted Cruz on the Senate floor. The famed quote from Rahm Emanuel. President Obama's chief of staff, never let a good crisis go to waste. Sadly, we're seeing the embodiment of that cynical approach right now. Because all the people out of jobs the Democrats are using to push, what are they pushing for? Changing the emission standards on airplanes. Mr. President, what the hell do the emission standards on airplanes have to do with thousands of people dying and millions of people out of work in the coronavirus epidemic. He's, he's absolutely correct. And then this is the problem, and this is politics in a whole. I mean, I, I, obviously, I'm pointing the fingers at Democrats on this one, and I, and I am a conservative, so you know, it's, it's easy for me to do that. But, but that's not to say that Republicans don't do this garbage either, because they do, right? This, this goes both ways. But right now... The Democrats are the ones to blame. They had a bill. It was bipartisan. Everything was good. This could have gotten an injection of funds into the economy as quickly as possible, put money in people's pockets. And instead, Nancy Pelosi rides in, shuts it all down, rewrites the bill, injects a bunch of fat into it, and says, this is what we want. Well, this isn't time to argue over what people want, what the left wants and what the right wants, that is irrelevant. Right? So here's, here's Ted Cruz, uh, a continuation of, of this speech. Don't treat this bill like a partisan Christmas list. And by the way, you know, Republicans, we've got things we would like to advance to. Things I believe in deeply. You want to talk about what I'd like to do? I'd like to abolish the IRS. I've campaigned on that all over the country. I'm going to continue fighting for that. 
But, Mr. President, I'm not standing here with an amendment saying, as part of this emergency relief, let's abolish the IRS. There's a place for that political and policy discussion. The Democrats are pushing wind and solar tax credits. Mr. President, what in the hell does a windmill have to do with this crisis? So he's... he's He's just continuing from from the first clip. He's he's still saying all, all this garbage that is being pumped into this bill has absolutely nothing to do with the disaster that we're facing right now. It's funny to me that a lot of times, um, originally, the Democrats said that they didn't want to pass the 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 original bill because there were quote unquote bailouts for corporations in there. Okay, that's that's what's being said. It was bipartisan and everything was fine until Pelosi came in and now all of a sudden they don't want to pass it because there's some bailouts in here for these for these corporations. The fact of the matter is this. Number one, it wasn't bailouts. They were loans, right? And the loans could only be used for specific things like payroll, inventory, so on and so forth, right? These have to be paid back, okay? Democrats push the narrative that the, that the Republicans just want to bail out corporations and they don't want to give anything. They're not trying to help the workers. They're not trying to help the little guy. They're just trying to pad the pockets of these corporations. All right, that is always the narrative. That is always what the Democrats are going to say about Republicans. That is not true, okay? If you don't help out many of these companies, then workers don't have a job. So you can give a worker a $1,200 check, but if they don't have a job, what is the point? If these companies aren't around producing these goods, what is the point? You have to help both, right? You can't help one or the other. They need each other. Employees, workers, need companies to be thriving so that they can work for them and get a paycheck. And companies need to be uh, in the black and they need to be able to hire people and produce goods and the economy has to be well enough to where people have the money and they're willing to give the money for those goods, right? This all works in conjunction with each other. This is this is capitalism at its finest. This is why this is the greatest economy on the planet. It works fine. The issue when something like the coronavirus hits is it shuts all of that down. Companies now have nobody to sell their product to. They can't afford to keep their doors open. Or in, in, in the situation like with restaurants, bars, the airline industry, these things that I talked about earlier, they're restricted, federally or state restricted, by having X amount of people in one place at one time. So their business model is, is essentially just shut down. Okay. So how in the hell are they supposed to keep their doors open? Or how in the hell are they supposed to pay workers if they aren't making any money? Okay. So it goes both ways, right? So I, I don't want to stay on this. This is, this is, it just, it gets me frustrated, but they, they did pass the bill today. Uh, a couple key points on the bill. They're going to do uh, direct payments to Americans, uh, one-time direct deposit of up to $1,200 per person. Couples will get 2400 um, payments will be phased out based on income levels before ending for those earning more than $99,000 annually. So I think 75000 originally when I first read it was $75,000 uh, 
uh, I think from there up to 99,000, it starts to decline. It starts to go down. That amount will, will get smaller and smaller. Uh, families will also receive an additional $500 per child. This is true even for those who have no income, as well as those whose income comes entirely from non-taxable means-tested benefit programs, such as Social Security. So originally, it was they were going to base this off of the 2018 tax returns. It sounded like the only people that were going to get this uh, one-time payment would be people who filed taxes in 2018. What this is saying is that regardless if you had income or not, or if you're only, I don't want I, I we can call it income, but Social Security, uh, you will still receive this benefit. So this is, this is going to go out to everybody. Um, small businesses will get $367 billion to keep making payroll while workers have to stay home. Companies with 500 employees or less that keep paychecks steady could get up to $10 million each in forgivable small business loans. Federally guaranteed loans will provide eight weeks of assistance for qualifying employers who maintain payroll. And those who meet requirements would have costs such as utilities, mortgage interest, and rent forgiven. Uh, the Unemployed Program's Extended Unemployment Insurance Program expands eligibility and offers workers an additional $600 per week for four months on top of what state programs pay. This is the issue. You cannot guarantee unemployment to somebody, then give them an additional $600 per week on top of what they're getting, and then give them a stimulus check as well. This is too much. So this is this is why those senators are saying no this part of it needs to be corrected. You you we can't do this because you're just you're just telling the people whether they lost their jobs, quit their jobs, whatever it may be. And they're on unemployment. They're getting what the state program pays and then they're getting an additional $600 a week on top of that. Why would they go back to work? For 4 months, why would you go back to work when you can make all that money for nothing? It's crazy. Okay? So that that I agree, that needs to be corrected. Uh, then there's other things, hospitals and healthcare workers, there's $100 billion getting injected into that. Um, uh, payroll taxes, the, the measure enables individuals to defer payment of their 2020 payroll taxes until 2021 and 2022, um, and, and a few other things. So that is kind of the meat and potatoes of this bill. I'm glad they got it done. I, I hope that this oversight of the unemployment part gets worked out and they move this forward. And uh, we can we can get on with this because it's it's driving people crazy being stuck in their houses with no end in sight. If we had a date on on when we knew we could move forward, uh, I think this would be a little bit easier to deal with. Not having a date is driving people crazy. So when Trump came out and said, I want to try to get things back to as normal as possible by Easter, I think that was good. That's some positivity. We need positivity right now. We All we see is doom and gloom, so we need something positive right now. Uh, and him saying that he wants to get everything back to, no, not normal, but it, you know, as normal as possible by April 12th. That's fantastic. That at least gives us a goal, something to look forward to. They're going to continue to monitor this as they move forward. This could change. This is preliminary. We don't know. Uh, but But at least it's something. It's a date. Right, it gives us something to look forward to. So, one set of people that this has really, really affected, and and, and these people are are losing it, is celebrities. I, 
I don't know if they're, maybe they're just used to being in the spotlight all the time. And now that that spotlight is not there, because let's be honest, people right now don't care about celebrities. This is not what we, we care about. We're too focused on the news and what's going on in our communities and in our families. That is the focus, not on celebrities. So celebrities have started just literally losing their minds and doing the craziest things. I'm going to play you a clip of Madonna. I have to set this for you so you so you understand what's happening. She's sitting in this like it's super expensive bathtub with rose petals in in there. Uh, like it just it just obviously it screams money. I mean, Madonna obviously has tons and tons of money. So she's sitting in this bathtub with these rose petals around her, and she starts mumbling some garbage. This is this is what she says about COVID nineteen. That's the thing about COVID-19. It doesn't care about how rich you are, how famous you are, how funny you are, how smart you are, where you live, how old you are, what amazing stories you can tell. It's the great equalizer. And what's terrible about it is what's great about it. What's terrible about it is it's made us all equal in many ways. There's there's nothing great. <laughs> there's nothing great about this. Hey, this is this is insane stuff. This is absolutely insane. And if you if you watch the video, she posted it to Instagram, right? I believe she took it down. Uh, but you know, once something hits the internet, it's there forever. You can still find it. But it's it, when you watch it, the visual with it, it's absolutely insane. Um, so I, I I recommend you go check it out because it is it is funny. Um, other celebrities that are getting in on the craziness, uh, I'm not even going to say their names. You can find this video too. But a bunch of celebrities decided they were going to go ahead and sing their rendition of John Lennon's song "Imagine," which is just the absolute worst song that you could be singing during this time. Imagine if there were no countries, imagine if there were no religion, you know, this is, this is a horrible, horrible song for, for this moment in time, but celebrities decided they were going to go ahead and do their own rendition of it. And it goes a little something like this. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us on this sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Yeah. Imagine there's no countries yet. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion too. Imagine all the people. All right. Okay. All right. I'm done. It's 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 nonsense, right? I get what they're trying to do, but it's just it's nonsense. We don't need to hear it. It's not good. It's it's not a good song for this time. It the celebrities literally are just looking for a way to keep their name out there. Like, hey, when this is all done, don't forget me. Uh, it, it's it's too much. I I can't I can't deal with it. But uh, but it's funny. It's funny. 
But you know what is actually really funny? And and I'm I'm gonna have to start ending here pretty soon. It's going a little long, but what's what's actually funny is Joe Biden. Every time Joe Biden talks, I think of the memes of like whose dad is this? Or, you know, somebody come get your grandpa. Joe Biden, he's he has lost it. If you think the celebrities were bad, Biden is beyond that. And this is this is the front runner. This is gonna be the Democrat. He's gonna get the nomination for the for the uh, Democratic side. And he's going to have to debate against President Trump. And I'm, I, the guy is struggling to put together a coherent sentence. He's not going to be able to, to go up against President Trump in a debate. I'm sorry. It's, just, it's not going to happen. He's going to get crushed. I, I, I wish his wife would step in and say, this is, this is not going to work. You, know, you, you need to be, Joe needs to be resting. He needs to find out what's going on with him health-wise because he is not all there. And it's not even fair. It's not even right that he's being propped up uh, in this position right now. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, I wish somebody would, would, would pull him back and just say, no, we're not doing this and, and just end it. Cause it, it now from my own personal uh, uh, humor, uh, in enjoyment, I love listening to the guy talk because every time he says something, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so I love the comedy of it, but I feel bad for him. Um, and he tried. He now he's trying to do uh, like briefings, like press briefings or whatever from his house. Everybody's doing this virtual thing. He's trying to do it from his house, and it is just a disaster. Nobody there even knows what the internet is. I swear to God, it, it is it is horrible. Every time he's, he's talking, he's wandering off the camera. Like he doesn't realize that he's being filmed or something. I, I, I have no idea. It is, it is funny as hell. He's one point he's moving his hand up because the teleprompter isn't moving, and he's trying to get them to move the teleprompter up. So he and he finally just gives up and he says, "Ah, screw it. Let's go to the the next point that I have because they're clearly not rolling the teleprompter." I mean, it's like it's like he's in a nursing home. It's like the the geriatric CNN. You know, they're trying to to do this virtual. Uh, I don't even know. It, it it's a disaster. But some of the things that I love about Biden is the things that that he says. And this is the other day on uh, on MSNBC. This was yesterday, March twenty fourth. He was on MSNBC's Deadline. And uh, host Nicole Wallace was was interviewing him, and uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. So he he says something, and then he's like, "Nah, that was that was stupid. That was stupid." Everything that he says, then he he thinks about it for a minute, and he's like, "No, no, no. That that's I didn't. I shouldn't have said it like that. That was stupid." And and so then they both kind of because of audio delay, they both kind of talk over each other at the same time, and then they both realize they're both talking, so they both stop. And it's just kind of dead silence for a minute. It's kind of awkward. And so Nicole says, you know, go ahead. And he just says, nah, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Like <laughs> he just knows that if he says something, it's probably not going to be good. So he, here's, here's, here's Biden on MSNBC yesterday. Just act like a president. That's a stupid way to say it. You know, Donald guess, Trump was really asked he... Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I probably best I don't. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. I just, I just can't figure the guy. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like watching a yo-yo. 
I shouldn't have said it that way. It's like watching. It feels that way. I want to ask. I want. <laughs> no, no. It's probably best I don't. Even Joe knows it's probably best that he just say as little as possible. Because uh, every time he says something, people just give him the side eye. Like, what? What, what is that? What does that mean? Here's Biden again, recently talking about. I mean. Talking about the cure? Question mark. I, I don't really know. Somebody, please explain to me what he is, what he's talking about here, because this makes no sense to me. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse, no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> what? <laughs> we hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> we have to take care of the cure. That'll make the problem worse no matter what. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know what it means, but I love it. I absolutely love listening to Joe Biden speak. It is it is fantastic. This one is a little bit older, but I have to play it because it's it's probably one of my favorite ones from Biden. Here is Biden talking about I assume him getting elected president, but that's not quite how it comes out. Turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for because we cannot get reelect we cannot win this reelection. Excuse me, we can only reelect Donald Trump. And there it is, folks. There it is. I don't know. I, I love Biden being out there. I think it's hilarious because it gives us entertainment, but I really, really do feel bad for this guy. So I, I, I hope he gets some help. Um, I don't, I don't want to say that there's absolutely something wrong with him because I have no idea, but I don't remember all these gaffes when he was vice president. This is just as of recently. So um, hopefully they get that all taken care of. Hopefully, you know, Joe is, is, is good moving forward, but man, if he ends up debating with Trump, it's, it's going to be bad news. It really, really is going to be bad news. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to have some guests on. We're going to, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, not just politics. I'm sorry. This was, this was all politics uh, uh, during this episode, but you know, I really wanted to get rolling with this and I really wanted to get it out there. Um, and, and, uh, it's just, that's, it's the news source right now. It's dominated with all of this stuff. This is an election season or election year. Uh, you got coronavirus, you've got the economy plummeting. There's so many things that need to be talked about. And so I'm going to continue to talk about those things. I'm going to try my best not to really push partisans, uh, partisan politics in this, uh, but, it, but it is a little tricky uh, for me. I am a conservative. That is tricky for me, but I'll do my best. But moving forward, I have some other people that are going to be coming on the show. We're going to talk about uh, gaming. We're going to talk about tech. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Music. Obviously, I've been a musician for a long time. We're going to talk about all that stuff moving forward. Uh, so stick with us. Uh, make sure you keep checking it out. Uh, I can't guarantee when the next podcast is going to be, hopefully within the next couple days, uh, but uh, keep posted here. If you want to send me any comments, questions, um, it, it, I would love to have some questions that I can answer on the show, but but any any comments or questions or anything you want to send to me, you can, you can email those to me at midwesternamerican at gmail.com. That's midwesternamerican at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Midwestern American. 
uh, you know, follow that way. Anytime a new podcast comes out, you will be notified of it right away. Uh, I want to thank every single one of you for listening today. And uh, yeah, definitely let me know what you think. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Take care, guys.